If people don't know what they don't know, why would they care? So it's first educating. So how do we educate enough people on what the effects are? And second, how do we teach them not just to be fear-based, but to say, now that we understand this, how do we protect ourselves and our kids and our loved ones and everyone else that we're affecting? So that is really a multi-pronged approach is educating and then teaching the solutions to do wireless technology and technology in general in a way that benefits us without taking away our health. That's Thaddeus Owen, and this is episode 279 of Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Wellness Force. It's Josh Trent. If it's your first time here, consider this a digital chest bump. Or if you're a hugger, we can hug. If you don't like hugs, though, or chest bumps, write to me. Let me know how you like it, because we are approaching 300 podcasts since 2015 for you to enjoy. If you've been listening to the show for a while, today's episode ranks pretty much in the top 20 most powerful podcasts about technology's impact on health. We're talking with my friend and colleague Thaddeus Owen about the truth about 5G. You guys have seen this, right? All the wireless towers popping up everywhere. We're literally bathed all day long, swimming in 5G energy waves that are wreaking havoc on the nervous system, digestive tract, brain function, and a host of other sometimes mystery health symptoms. We know about the harmful blue light effects on our eyes at night, but this conversation we recorded live at PaleoFX is going to blow you away. I've been personally curious about 5G for a long time, what the cell companies are saying, what the government's saying, versus the truth about what the research is showing for cancer-causing effects and what the real story is about 5G. We bring on an expert, a true expert in this category, the co-founder of Primal Hacker, Thaddeus Owen. He healed his own anxiety, lowered his blood pressure, and fixed his own sleeplessness using a system that he calls Primal Hacking. He's a certified bulletproof coach, personal trainer, and has a master's degree in holistic nutrition. And you know what? He also studied chemical engineering. This is one smart dude. This topic about health and tech I can't think of anyone more qualified and really more passionate to teach us about the real situation of 5G and its impact on our health. Now, before we get into the show, I want to give huge love to the LifeAid Beverage Company for sponsoring this episode, Makers of FitAid Zero. This brand new cutting edge recovery drink, it was really designed for athletes, you know, people that enjoy hiking or biking or running. What I love most about this product is it tastes amazing, but it's sugar free. It's keto friendly, non-GMO, vegan, paleo and kosher with no artificial flavors or sweeteners. The RX Zero has an option that comes with creatine, and this helps building muscle in the recovery phase, you know, after you're sweaty and sore from training. And LifeAid is giving 10% off to you and quick free shipping. All you have to do is go to wellnessforce.com forward slash zero. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash zero. And you get 10% off and quick shipping if you've been looking for a better post-recovery drink that's not full of junk. Give this a test drive. I know the founder personally, Aaron and the team are doing such great work over at LifeAid. I love what they stand for in the wellness world. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash zero to get 10% off and free shipping. I'd also like to thank you, you, the person listening, the wellness world, the human being. You're here dedicating your time to discovering this physical and emotional intelligence. I want to thank you for your support on this podcast and by your savings with our sponsors' products that you're already purchasing anyways. You get the hookup and you support the show. So thank you again for supporting these discounted products that are healthy and save you money and raise the tide for Wellness Force. Thank you, my friend. Now, in this podcast, we're going to go into Primal Hacker's mission to teach people about the impact of living in indoor versus outdoor lifestyle that gives people the tools and information to optimize their biology. They're taking biohacking to a totally different level. The financial interests, we're going to learn about the financial sector that's pouring billions of dollars into 5G, creating mesh networks and communities, what this is doing to our health. The fact that the GPS chip in your phone, this was crazy when he mentioned this, it's never turned off. Did you know this? Your phone can still track you even when the location option is disabled. We also explore the importance of only turning your phone's Bluetooth, cellular data, cellular talk, and Wi-Fi when you really need them, and so much more. This is a banger of an episode. Make sure you go to the show notes page today at wellnessforce.com forward slash 279. Learn about Thaddeus's retreats, these powerful retreats. If you're a biohacker, if you're interested in this stuff, go to the show notes page primalhacker.com for all the information on the retreats coming this year. Now, let's drop in with Thaddeus. Good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling in the physical body this morning? 
I am lacking on sleep. I have talked way too much, and I feel <laughs> amazing. Yes, me too. Uh, Thaddeus Owen, the co-hacker, the chief hacker at Primal Hacker. Absolutely. If people don't know, let them know what Primal Hacker is. But first, let's thank Sunlighten for this incredible sky-high media experience. This is so cool. We're at PaleoFX 2019 here, last day of the conference. There's a part of me that's already melancholy because I've been hanging out with family and friends for so long. Exactly. Um, but tell people what Primal Hacker is, man, if they don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So Primal Hacker is a combination of two words, primal and biohacking. So yes. biohacker. Not many people know what those things are and why they're enter- en- entwined. But here's the deal. 90% of us plus live our lives more than 95% indoors, especially in this country, right? So we've become this species of humans designed to live outdoors under the sun. Think about every species on this planet. It doesn't matter if it's plant or animal. They all live outdoors. They're designed to do that. And we are hiding from the sun. We're hiding from nature. We're living these indoor lifestyles where sometimes we can go weeks without ever getting outdoors when it's cold and it's wintertime and you've got a garage and a gym and a grocery store and covered parking. So what we do is we teach people what that indoor lifestyle is doing to you and we give you the tools and the education to optimize your biology while living this indoor lifestyle. It's crazy because... There was a panel that we did uh, with Dave Asprey and Dan Party and Kristen Comella and Dr. Molly, and just really understanding this word hacking. It's gotten a bad rap. Yeah. Hacking is not a negative connotation. Shortcuts in life, heuristics in the brain, we can all have these things that bring us closer to where we get to be through an ancestral lens, and we can do it faster. Hacking isn't a bad thing, man. Well, so hacking gets this connotation of computer hackers, right? Right. So I get asked all the time, is like, can I do security for this you know, IT company? And it's like, that's not the kind of hacking we're talking we're about. We're not those kind of hackers. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about how do we optimize and change, hack the environment outside of us and inside of us Yes. based on everything we know from the latest science and ancestral practices to optimize our biology. And what's so fascinating, you and I have connected about this. We were at FitCon. We were talking about 5G, the truth about 5G. You have done mega research. Like we're sitting in front of a laptop with studies open. We have four documents. Like we're going to dig in this morning. The truth about 5G, for people that don't know about 5G though, everybody knows about 4G. This is like what we've been running on for the past 10 years plus. But 5G, what exactly is 5G? Yeah. Okay. So this, most people don't understand anything about 5G. They think faster download speeds. I can be walking down the sidewalk and on my phone, I can download a movie in 10 seconds instead of 40 seconds. Right. And that's what people think like, oh, I want faster download speeds. I want more, you know, wireless connectivity. I want to connect my devices to the internet and have everything be connected. 5G is not about faster download speeds. You're going to get faster download speeds. But we're going to back up and we're going to talk about 1, 2, 3, and 4G just so people understand what we're talking about. Yeah. So when we say G, it just means generation. So 1G just means first generation. It was 900 megahertz. We're talking about the electromagnetic spectrum, invisible wireless energy. 900 megahertz is one frequency of invisible energy, and that was called talk. Then we went to 2G, second generation, talk and text. Then 3G, talk, text, and a little tiny bit of data. Then 4G. Talk, text, and all the data you want. 5G is not about more data necessarily or faster speeds. 5G is a whole different concept than 1, 2, 3, and 4G. 1, 2, 3, and 4G spanned a tiny, tiny, tiny sliver of the electromagnetic spectrum. 5G, fifth generation, goes from 8 gigahertz frequency up to 90 gigahertz frequency. It's a huge chunk of the electromagnetic spectrum. Mm. And that just means that we can use so much of the electromagnetic spectrum in each city can use their own version of 5G. And 5G is about the internet of things. It is more about tracking, surveilling, and controlling what is messaged to you than it is about anything else. And it's about mining your data and making you into a more of a consumer by connecting everything around you. And a quote from the director, the chairman of the board of the FCC is... If a device can be connected in 5G, it will be connected in How 5G. How many devices are we actually talking about? Like, we look at the Internet of Things, the IoT, there's going to be literally hundreds of billions of devices that are connected. There's only eight plus billion and growing people in the world. Like, what does this mean, devices versus people? 
all these bands floating around in midair that we can't see. We can't fucking see these things, yet they're attacking our nervous system all day long. So what does this actually mean? Humans are designed to use nature, and nature has natural EMFs, electromagnetic fields. Yeah. So the Earth has a magnetic field. The sun has an electric field. The sun is invisible photon energy that transmits information wirelessly to our body, and our body is designed to use that information. Wireless signals do the same thing. They create little packets of information and send it invisibly through the air. And if our body is using something that's invisible, it works at a quantum level. At the quantum level, if you can see something, it doesn't work the same. So all these invisible energies from microwave radiation, cell phone, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth are bombarding our body 10, add 18 zeros after it. So 10 with 18 zeros, 10 quintillion times more microwave radiation passing through our body every second than ever before in human history. And our body is tuned to invisible wireless signals. Now we have man-made invisible wireless signals feeding information to our mitochondria and our cells of our body, and it gets super confused. You are living indoors. You're taking this microwave device. So your cell phone, your wireless headphones, your router, the cell phone antennas, all work on microwave radiation frequencies. And you're taking that microwave device and you're putting it in your pocket and carrying it with you everywhere you go. And then you're gonna take another larger microwave device and put it in the corner of your bedroom. It's called a Wi-Fi router mm -hmm. and keep it on 24 hours a day. Go to work with the same thing under your desk at work and then put a cell phone antenna outside your window because in 5G, there are today 300,000 cell phone towers in the United States. 5G requires 500,000 more cell phone towers because 5G cannot travel as far we have to increase the energy of the antenna and they have to be everywhere. Why can 5G not travel as far? Because you would think with it having a greater capacity of which you spoke earlier, that it would be able to fly even further. Like what's so different about its travel length compared to 4G? Absolutely. So all we have to talk about is the electromagnetic spectrum. Think about radio waves. If you think, if you're my age, I'm in my 40s, right? So if you think, how did we like send signals to extraterrestrials or into space in case there might be aliens out there. I think there's still signals from the 60s sent there, out there. Yes, because yeah. they're called radio waves. Right. Radio waves have a very long, long wavelength. The longer the wavelength, the further the wave travels. Okay. So radio waves have very long wavelength. They travel far. 5G has a higher frequency, which means it has a shorter wavelength. The shorter the wavelength, the less distance the wave can travel. So okay. 4G can travel further. 5G cannot go through buildings and it cannot travel very far, which means they have to put more antennas everywhere to connect the internet of things and driverless cars and all of that. And then they've got to crank the power way up on those antennas. And so this cranking of the power, is this where the damage to our cells are actually happening? Because you know, in electricity, there's amperage and there's voltage and they're very different. Most people don't know this because I was an automotive technician for Mercedes-Benz before the health world. <laughs> so I understand like one is different than the other. But it, from your research, and I want to dig in deep with you on this one, the actual harmful effect of the energy, is it the amperage? Is it the voltage? Is it something else about the 5G that actually goes into the cell and essentially poisons the cell? Like, what is the damage within the cell that's actually happening? Okay, so this is the one thing where people say, well, if the FCC and the cellular companies knew that uh, EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, or cell phone radiation, wireless radiation was damaging us, they would never use it, right? There are, and, and this is the thing, there are many effects from wireless radiation, and I'm going to tell you that the only way cell phones are regulated for safety is through whether or not they heat the body like a microwave oven. If your body heats up while using your cell phone, they call that damaging, all right? That is not how wireless radiation affects the body. It affects the body through at least four different mechanisms. The higher the frequency and the more power you put behind it, the more damaging. So there are currently over 5,000 peer-reviewed scientific studies showing biological effects from wireless radiation like those from cell phones, Wi-Fi routers, and Bluetooth. I have in front of us 50 of those studies color-coded by how they work in the body. So let me just read a couple of ways that wireless radiation affects our biology. One, brain tumors and blood-brain barrier. Okay, so let's just talk about that for one second. The blood-brain barrier becoming leaky is a really bad thing, just like leaky gut and if we're not sure that wireless radiation can cause blood-brain barrier leakage, guess what? 
pharmaceutical companies break the blood-brain barrier using microwave cell phone radiation every day to deliver chemotherapy drugs to brain tumors. The only way to get a chemotherapy drug through your blood-brain barrier is to use Bluetooth or Wi-Fi radiation to make the blood-brain barrier leaky, and then the drug can get to the brain. Wow. We already know that we can do that because we're doing it every day for chemotherapy. This is their entire model is set up on that penetration. Absolutely. Ah. And so when the FCC tells you that there is no effect from wireless radiation, we already know that A, we're using it in medicine because there's an effect. So the other way, reproductive and fertility effects, oxidative damage because we open with Wi-Fi and wireless signals calcium channels in the cell, flood the cell with calcium, which creates a ton of free radicals, which can then lead to DNA damage and cell death. So disrupted calcium metabolism, oxidative damage, DNA damage, reproductive fertility, sleep, anyone have insomnia, learning and behavior, autism, ADHD. When you have a Wi-Fi router in every single classroom that can connect to 300 devices in each classroom, and each classroom might have 20 kids, that is way overkill, and you're blasting kids all day long in schools with microwave radiation. Cancer cell proliferations, cardiac, heart muscle, blood pressure, and vascular effects. There's 50 studies here color-coded by the effect they have that have been studied since literally the 1800s, including by the U.S. government and the U.S. military. And there are online over 5,000 peer-reviewed studies showing how microwave radiation affects the human body. So then what is the, it's obvious that the research is showing 5,000 studies and growing, by the way. Every day. And growing every day. What is the financial interest behind this 5G tech actually getting out there so strong. Is it the IoT? Is it something else? Like what's really driving it from a financial perspective? Because man, follow the money whenever you want to have any changes occur. So here, well, we're gonna, I'm going to give you two reasons why. Yeah. And one's going out there in a the little bit of the woo and down a rabbit hole. And one is what the FCC is, is actually telling I you. I like going woo with you. That's my favorite. <laughs> we're going to do it. <laughs> I like it when we go woo. So let me just tell you what the FCC, yeah. and you can look this up. It's public record. You can go to YouTube and find the chairman of the FCC. It used to be Tom Wheeler. And today it's Ajin Paul. You can go and find what they say about 5G. The Internet of Things is going to open up trillions of dollars of consumer data mining and consumer marketing and sales. Yep. So it is a huge industry push to make a ton of money off of you because everything is A, connected. Every device in your home is now connected. And they are creating a mesh network around all the cities so that there is wireless and 5G everywhere. What is the mesh network? What is that? So 5G, because it can't travel very far, what they want to do is create what's called a mesh network. And so the mesh network is 5G cell towers plus your Wi-Fi router plus your cell phone all connected around an entire city so that nowhere in the city is there freedom from that 5G and Wi-Fi network where you can be tracked, yeah. marketed to, and found. And so 5G is also about surveillance and control and tracking of everywhere you go from this device, the tracking and control device that everyone voluntarily takes with them everywhere. And you know, I read a study that even with the cell phone turned off, we can still be tracked. Our location, there's still no-abouts as to where we are from Google and these companies. Have you seen the same research? So we can measure this. Your GPS chip in your cell phone never turns off. So when your phone is turned off, it is still tracking you, but it's not connecting to the internet because your phone's turned off. As soon as you turn your phone on, every single place you were with that mm -hmm. phone is then logged in the data servers. Now, there's a unique way, and we'll link this in the show notes because this is powerful. You can go in and turn that off. I think it's like activity tracking or travel tracking or something, but it's hidden, Thaddeus. You have to go through like 17 different menus, and then it's like this hidden little button at the bottom of a screen. And, and what they say is it's to benefit the user. And this mm. is the whole conversation with technology being the pro or the con. Some people could say, well, 5G and this extra bandwidth is going to be able to serve humanity at a deeper level. And so, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing, like that's really the argument that they're positioning. But from a health perspective, like the damage is clear. So morally, what's your voice in this world? Like how far do you personally want to take this? Exactly. So here, let me just go back one thing. Everyone needs to Google NTP cell phone study. Yep. The U.S. government spent $14 million, $25 million and 14 years studying the effects of cell phone radiation from 2 and 3G cell phones and found the highest level of evidence that cell phones cause cancer. It is undeniable. It is undebatable. The U.S. government did their own research, and they found 
definitively that it causes cancer. So A, just Google that, do your own research. You can go to bioinitiative.org and find those 5,000 studies that I'm talking about. Yeah. So from a standpoint of connecting everybody and making things more accessible, that is awesome. Wireless radiation, because our bodies are tuned to it, can be done in a way that heals the body. There's healing wavelengths. People use them all the time. PEMF and other devices heal us. Can you use a cell phone and Wi-Fi router on a healing frequency? Yes. Do they? No. One has to question why that is. Let's bathe everyone in healing frequency instead. <laughs> that sounds like so much more fun. Oh my gosh. Why let's, wouldn't you do that? Let's do this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure that's coming. There's going to be some smart biohacker that's going to create the Wi-Fi Somebody router. Somebody just got a good business idea, man. Exactly. Okay. But they're not. And Motorola actually owns some of those patents. You can look up Motorola's ah. patents on healing frequencies, but they're not utilizing them. Yeah. We've already built out infrastructure in the trillions of dollars that use frequencies that are not healing. It's very difficult to go back. So how far do I personally go? I love that everything's connected. I love accessibility and portability, but I need to protect myself because unfortunately that connectivity comes with a health cost, a major health cost. The very big problem is most people are like, you know what? I sleep fine. I'm not being affected by this microwave radiation. It's everywhere. They would tell us if it was bad. It takes 10 to 15 years for you to develop the brain cancer that you're going to develop from microwave radiation that you can develop from it. And that is when you're going to wish you had learned all these things and been proactive. You're not going to be affected by it because you can't hear, see, taste, or smell this stuff. Wow. You're not going to be affected by it immediately. Okay. So let's pause there because that had some serious gravity to it. Um, In 10 years from now, there's going to be this charge of the IoT devices multiplying exponentially. People's health at that point, they could have, and they get to, from listening to this, take action for their health so they can actually be proactive yes. because the same thing happens to the brain. If you look at the brain studies from people that have TBI and people that do certain behavioral practices in health, it's like 10, 20 years of behavior that actually stems into them having a symptom, a life altering symptom. What can people do right now? Yeah. I mean, literally in this moment, because it seems like, you know, there could be a little bit of a negative attitude, like, well, all these towers are already built. Everything's done. There's nothing we can do, Thaddeus. We can't actually... We can't actually protect ourselves from it. It's the wave that's coming and we're all along for the ride. Exactly. That's how people think Wi-Fi is already everywhere. The cell signals are already everywhere. Why would I bother? Like it's already everywhere. There's nothing I can do. And that is absolutely incorrect. So A, I just talked to the attorney general of Minnesota last week and they had the same response. How'd you get that phone call? <laughs> I have some friends in high places. There, Damn, so. you're a dedicated primal hacker, man. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So it was fun. So we, I went in with an attorney and a, a concerned parent who was also a chemical engineer. Yes. And we built a case of the attorney general says, Wi-Fi is already everywhere. It's already in, we're talking specifically about schools. It's already in the schools. We cannot accommodate students that are Wi-Fi sensitive. So some people, just like in the sun, some people are more sensitive to the sun than others. Some people are more sensitive to Wi-Fi than others. Stick any person in the sun for four days straight and there's going to be an effect. Stick anyone under Wi-Fi for 10 years straight and there will be an effect. Mm -hmm. Some people have the effect sooner. Okay, so what you can do is you are able to move further from the source. So if there's a Wi-Fi router under your chair and you moved 15 chairs away, the effect of that Wi-Fi router is diminished by hundreds of thousands of times. It's called the inverse square law. And all it means is for every inch of distance you move away from the source, the power drops by 10 times. So go over that one more time. What is the actual distance? And does it matter, by the way, what type of a room you're in? It matters the room, it matters the source, and it matters the frequency. Okay. However, every frequency declines in power by 10 times for the distance that you move away. So for every one unit of distance you move away, the power drops by 10 units. So it's a law, a inverse logarithmic scale is the scientific term. It's called the inverse square law. And all it means is the further away you are from the microwave emitting device, the better off you are. Even if it's an inch away, you're way better off than touching your body. By the way, everybody open up your cell phone and go to the settings and look up about your device and then the regulatory manual. Nobody's read the regulatory manual. Your cell phone regulatory manual says that you are not allowed to be within a half inch of your phone when it is turned on. That means your pocket, scrolling through Instagram, putting it to your head are all outlawed by your own cell phone manual because it's too dangerous. Okay, let's, again, (laughs) another pause in the conversation with Thaddeus for the truth drop because this is already in the T's and C's in the phone company. It's so already written in there. It's already in there. You can, I, can, I can show you on my Pixel phone, but if you go to your iPhone, it's the same. Right, it's built in there. We're screenshotting this for the show notes because Let's go do it. the big deal about this is that we all click the button that says continue. 
we all do it. I mean, yeah. 99.99% of people, we just move along because we want the benefit of the app or the device, but it's already in there. And, and Thaddeus is actually showing me this on the phone right now. So the way that these are structured in, it says maintain a minimum separation distance of one centimeter. 0.4 inches. So that's a half inch. Between your body and the phone. So it's already in there. It's already in there. God, you just woke me up. <laughs> I, 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 I'm actually shocked, but not really, because how many things are we doing because we're in a hurry in life where we don't pay attention to what's most crucial? Exactly. And this is like probably in the age of technology, one of the most crucial things to pay attention because to. Because these are everywhere and everyone has a phone in their pocket. However, listen to this. That half inch distance is only based on one study that is measuring how hot the body becomes by the phone touching your body. So if your body gains a degree in temperature by having the phone that close, they call that damaging. That is not how cell phones damage you. They damage you through calcium channel activation and through about five other pathways that are unrelated to heat and are unmeasured. So even a half inch away, the heat effect is so damaging that they tell you to keep it further away than that. We're not even talking about all the other effects. So then you talked about the five. It's not necessarily heat because we know inflammation and heat are corollary. So is this an inflammatory piece that's happening or is it something else? Is, is, is it all five happening all at once? Inflammation is 100% happening because that's what's happening when we flood the cell with calcium. Yeah. The cell is designed to f allow calcium through it from wireless electromagnetic fields from the sun. A very small amount of calcium gives you a stimulus that says create some free, ra some free radical annealers. These are called antioxidants. Your body creates the antioxidant proteins and it gets rid of the free radicals created by the sun and it says this person's out in the sun. That was the stimulus. What happens with wireless technology is it floods the cell with so much calcium, you can't make enough antioxidants to quench it. So the cell starts getting inflamed, then it starts dying, then we create DNA damage. Then there's about four other pathways in addition because our cells are what are called topological insulators. They, the surface of the cell, reads the wireless environment around them. And when we flood that wireless environment with microwave energy, those insulators, those antenna on our cells get totally confused and send the wrong signals to the body. What is Primal Hacker doing to address the toxic situation that's happening when the cell is being attacked? Do you guys have, I feel like with your voice and with your channel, there could be a radical opportunity for you to develop specific science-backed supplementation mm. or and or lifestyle, like a package for people with all your research. I mean, you've done so much work here. Yeah. Are you working on that currently? So I'm going to let everyone in on two secrets that you've probably never heard. So is this first time you're ever talking about it? It is. All right. This is exclusive. <laughs> so, so bring me back to that in one second. So what we're currently doing is educating people on all of this. We're yeah. about to launch our EMF protection course and just teach everyone that all this for free. Yes. But we do make some niche products that we haven't found on the market to protect yourself from all these. So you can find that on our store and you can see these products that actually protect you against these things. Because that's what you can really do is you need to understand what's going on. You need to know where the hotspots are in your environment, and then you protect yourself from it, and that's the best you can do, but it's a thousand times better than what most people are doing. Then, here's the two secrets that no one's talked about yet. There are two supplements that actually mitigate the damage from these things. One is a calcium channel blocker. Remember, your cell is flooded with calcium. If you block the calcium channel from flooding, then you block most of the effects of the EMF. You can go and get a prescription calcium channel blocker, Okay, I don't recommend people do that, but you can. And some people do that just to mitigate EMF. I'm not a doctor, but you can get an over-the-counter supplement that does the same thing. It's called celery seed extract. It's super cheap. It's on Amazon. And that's a cal natural calcium channel blocker. Wow, celery seed extract. So is. there's the power in the plants, my friend. There are, plants are there to benefit us from a whole bunch of things if we understand how they work. We're killing the plants, yet they're trying to save our lives. Exactly. <laughs> this is the craziest piece. And I want to go back to what you said where you're offering and you're building out these programs because I think the big deal right now is people don't take 5G seriously because it's already on their phone. It's already there. I woke up like three weeks ago and I was like, oh, I guess 5G's here. It's on my phone now. Exactly. So what, what do you think people get wrong most when even addressing 5G? Like what's the common narrative that you know is absolutely not true? Well, the common narrative, the 100% that's not true is that because we're rolling all these things out and they're everywhere, they must be safe. That's the common narrative that most people operate under because they don't question what's going on around them. Just like cigarettes, asbestos, lead, from the time we knew those things were unsafe, it took 50 
to 70 years yeah. before they were regulated. And the same thing with big food. Absolutely. Big food's going to wind up in court just like big tobacco. Absolutely. And then, and then after that, big technology at some point. And here's the dirty secret of the wireless industry, okay? Note this. Go to Lloyd's of London and look up their insurance policies. They refuse to insure anyone, including cell phone companies, for harm against wireless radiation, which means if you sue the wireless companies for health harm from wireless radiation, they are uninsured. Because why? Why won't Lloyd's of London insure them? Probably because they know that there's harm from wireless radiation. Why would they do that? Why would they sign up to lose money? Well, uh, again, follow the trail of finance to the solution or to the problem. What do you think money can be applied to for the solution? Like, I could see you, Primal Hacker, partnering with large organizations for human welfare. What would that be? I mean, what does it look like from multi-pronged attack to be the force of good? Absolutely. So number one is educating. If people don't know what they don't know, why would they care? Like, these Wi-Fi routers are sold everywhere. They, they can't possibly be dangerous. So it's first educating. So how do we educate enough people on what the effects are? And second, how do we teach them not just to be fear-based, but to say, now that we understand this, how do we protect ourselves and our kids yeah. and our loved ones and everyone else that we're affecting? So that is really a multi-pronged approach is educating and then teaching the solutions to do wireless technology and technology in general in a way that benefits us without taking away our health. Yeah, the conscious conversation around technology is actually the main focus if you want to have something happen. Because it's easy, I think, and I, I get upset and I, I can tell that you're upset too because it hurts people. And so I hate it when people get hurt. Like it, it hits my moral compass. It makes me physically tension. It makes me feel tension. But then if I can remind myself to breathe and really focus on what's most needed for healing, it is the solution. And we've spent a long time talking about today, you know, the damaging effects of this, but let's shift, man. Let's shift into the solutions, the things that we can do from a higher vibration, you know, more of an empowering look. Um, we have to explore the dark though, because it's a very dark world. It's a very dark space. Hmm. Um, but in alignment with what you're doing with Primal Hacker, uh, where do people begin the journey? So obviously there's resources, mm -hmm. but what can we do with the phone right now? Let's go tactical. Absolutely. What do we actually do with our phone? Take out your phone right now. My phone's filming the Facebook live. So don't, so. don't do it. Your <laughs> but I did, I did put it only on the Wi-Fi. So Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very good. Yes. So you can see that my phone is on airplane mode right yes. now. You're just going to scroll down and you're going to turn your phone on airplane mode. And any time that your phone is in your pocket or on your body, it is in airplane mode. Any time that you are sleeping with it under your pillow for your alarm clock or putting it next to your nightstand. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do not sleep with your phone under your pillow. <laughs> okay. Let's just throw <laughs> that out there. Like, please There's don't. no need for you to sleep with your phone that close to your ear. I'm sorry. Like, get it out of the room. If, if you can, get your phone out of the room and turn it off. Yeah. I sleep with my phone next to me on the nightstand in a Faraday cage on airplane mode. Tell people what a Faraday cage actually is. So a Faraday cage is just a cage, any kind of, any kind of a box. Just picture a box, a bag, anything that blocks all radiation. So it doesn't allow radiation in or out, microwave radiation. So a Faraday cage can be something like a little pouch that holds your cell phone and you cinch it shut and it doesn't allow microwave radiation into or out of your cell phone. It also stops your chip inside from tracking you. That's what they are generally created for is to stop you from being tracked or your data from being stolen from those RFID chips. Mm -hmm. So you can turn your phone on airplane mode anytime it's in your pocket. You can, your phone has four to five antennas on it, microwave antennas giving off microwave radiation. You do not need all four antennas on at the same time. Everyone I have talked to when their phone is in their pocket is not on airplane mode. It's got Bluetooth turned on. It's got cellular data turned on. It's got cellular talk turned on. And it's got Wi-Fi turned on. You don't need those on all the time. Only turn on the antennas that you need. Okay. That's Yeah, you're a dad. You have, how many children do you have? I have two children and then my girlfriend has four children. Okay, so you have like six kids that are constantly wanting to play games and swipe. How do you deal with that? Oh my What gosh. do you do with the kids aspect when it comes to 5G and health? Exactly. This is always a challenge because the teenager space, that Gen Z, I mean, it is crazy the amount of technology they've grown up there with. Is, I, I watched my 15-year-old nephew. His phone is literally in his hand 97% of the day. Absolutely. So the first thing is just education. And most kids think they're bulletproof and they're going to think that for a long time. So at least just telling them and then giving them practical solutions that you can use. So one is my Wi-Fi router is on a timer. So I plugged it into a timer and it turns off at home at a certain time and it turns on at another time. 
So no matter what they're doing, the Wi-Fi router is going to be off and we're going to be mitigating radiation for them. Mm. The second thing is they all get a Faraday cage pouch. So if they're going to use their phone, just putting the phone onto that pouch against their hand prevents a lot of that radiation from getting into their hand. So that's really helpful. And then enforcing the no phone rule and airplane mode rule at every dinner. So what we're doing is A, setting good examples of how we show up in the world and use our technology. We're not going to make them do anything except that there's no phones at the dinner table. Then we're going mi- to mimic the good behavior that we want from them and show them that we actually do it so that they see that. And they might not do it today, but in five years from now, they might start doing that and telling all their friends about it. Well, and this is the thing with kids is they're not looking at what anyone's doing besides their parents when it comes to modeling by example. In other words, they're going to watch you way more than they're going to learn something on TV or hear it from their friends. There's all these constant stimuli coming at kids and their brain is so fresh, especially, I mean, gosh, kids below seven years old, they're in a psychedelic state. Yes. <laughs> I mean, these kids, the hemispheres are connected. They're so open to what the parents, what the moms and dads are doing. So for the parents, like, does this come down to them just standing firm in their resolve to not have cell phones at the table when you're eating food together? Like how, how simple yet I could see how challenging that might be. Absolutely. It, it has not proven challenging for us to do that, but we do have to enforce it. People like have their cell phone in their pocket. The kids put them on the table and it's like, put the cell phone away so we don't see it. We don't want that reminder out yeah. there and get it in airplane mode. There are almost no emergency phone calls that you have to take. So everyone tells me all the time, if my cell phone's not on, I might miss a really important call. That's what you have voicemail and text for. How important is the call? Really? Really, how important is it? Like, can you go an hour without someone having to get a hold of you? Exactly. Which is essentially, you know, this is really cool because it's, it's, it's an empowering or a disempowering type of lifestyle where people have access to you whenever they want instead of you setting up the structure of your time so that you choose when you're available. Try calling my cell phone sometime and getting my voicemail. I don't check voicemail ever. And my voicemail tells you that. It will tell you, I don't check my voicemail. If you want me, send me a text. My phone is in airplane mode. So when I take it out of airplane mode and set it down on the table away from me, it's going to load all my texts. I'm going to put it back in airplane mode. I'm going to read and respond. Then I'm going to take it out of airplane mode to send all those texts. Yeah. That's how you get a hold of me very quickly. I don't want to spend time listening to voicemail. I want to spend time looking at a text and determining who I'm going to call back and when. Okay. So at your retreats, which I'm going to come to the next retreat, you take people through the ABCs of how to do this. Like along with all the other fun biohacking things where you can plunge yourself into cold, you can get sweaty, you can hug to release oxytocin, which is one of my favorite things. I love hugs. Like who doesn't love hugs? Everybody But all these, all these tools are at your workshops and you do these in-persons, which looks so fun. Uh, tell people about these retreats, these in-persons. Absolutely. So we started out really small and it's called thepointretreats.com. So that's our partner retreat center. And we have large luxury lake homes that we'd run these retreats from. And I cannot describe the beauty, the natural setting. We're on three natural lakes in the woods, surrounded by pine trees with no EMF. Everyone that's come to these retreats raves about the beauty. And actually 55% of the people that came to our last retreat signed up for the next one before they left. And it's the exact same retreat. They loved it so much and they loved the space so much. They're coming back to the next one. That's a repeat of the one they were just at. <laughs> so people just love the space. So if you go to the pointretreats.com, you'll find the retreats that we're, host, that we're hosting. But what we do is we train people in these like high tech and hardcore biohacking techniques. And many of them are ancestral. So we will say the human body is designed to adapt to cold. Let's teach you how to do that comfortably And if you're living in a cold environment, you're going to make use of this cold for longevity and anti-inflammation and fat loss and all these things, but you're going to feel way better in the cold environment than shivering and turning up the heat and all these other things. Let us teach you that and let us then bring some of these amazing technology tools that you can use in person at your leisure. At a conference, you're like waiting in line and you're getting two minutes on the machine. And we usually try to curate one major piece of biohacking tech that you can use throughout the whole weekend as long as you want and really get intimate with that. But it's creating these intimate tribe relationships that come out of the biohacking retreats and the primal hacking retreats that build long-term relationships and that really help you take away these techniques and build them into your modern daily life. And this love for the primal and the hack brought you and your current uh, relationship together. It did. This is the bond between. This is one of the bonds that you share. Absolutely. How did that actually happen? So 
this is a, a strange way of, of getting to know somebody, but there is a very strange older gentleman who does personal training and Qigong, Tai Chi, and weightlifting as well as energy work that lives in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And he takes very select clients. He does no marketing and advertising. And I went to train with him in very special Shaolin Qigong, some Kung Fu, and then energy work to help my own self. And I met my current girlfriend, Heidi, through that connection where she was also training with him. So we met at kind of this elite hidden talk about the stars guru. aligning <laughs> this is a match made in biohacking heaven so when you met did you know right away or did it take time to develop the relationship it actually took about a year uh, yeah. to develop the relationship before we started dating and and then getting together absolutely what does it look like to be in a relationship with another biohacker so much less stress yeah. so if you can imagine craziness that biohackers do with turning on red lights at night and turning out all the other lights, not using televisions, wearing blue blockers, getting morning sunlight grounded barefoot, getting in cold I mean, chest freezers. It sounds like a dream relationship to me. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So uh-huh. we're, you know, we're jumping in chest freezers. But when you can share that experience yeah. with somebody who gets it and they can not judge you for like all the crazy things you're doing, but in fact, they're interested in learning more. And it's like, well, why are you jumping in this chest freezer? Can I try it? And it's like, Sure. Like, let's do this together. And that bond that's created when someone is interested in doing those things with you or getting naked in nature in the pine forest and just like yes. laying in the needles. I mean, things like that, that someone else just thinks are crazy and looks at you a little weird. That's hard for you to deal with when you don't have a partner that gets it and, and is all in and says like, oh, and let's also do this other thing. Like, why shouldn't we do this too? Let's be weird together. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let's be weird together. And, and that's why tribe it's this element like we're here at paleo this is like the most connected loving tribe out of any health conference i've ever been and i've been to a lot specifically this is my sixth conference in like two months so i have context to speak about this and i think it's because if you look at the undercurrent of hacking in general especially with primal hacker it's about loving ourselves this is a self-love practice the emotional intelligence and the biohacking conversation blend together like a rubik's cube they have to And this is the thing that most people miss. So when people look at you like you're crazy because you're doing ancestral practices or you're doing biohacking, you're just trying to be healthy. Yes. Everyone says, why are you doing this now? You're not even sick. I think that's the craziest, craziest mindset. I don't want to wait until I have cancer and I'm going to die before I decide to get healthy. Everybody here is very interested. Now, there's some people here that have major health challenges and they've gotten over them or are getting over them. Why do you need to wait until you're sick to do the things that your biology is designed to do to keep you healthy for the long term? I never want to get a mitochondrial disease. I want to understand how my body works and I want to turn it into a Ferrari engine so that I am optimal versus just being average. And I want to do that before I ever get sick. Yeah. And that is the mindset here where people are so interested in the truth and so interested in how do I just get better, feel better and build a tribe of people around me that are feeling the same way and that are connected in this way that we want to help humanity and we don't want you to wait until you're sick or tired or whatever it is before we start teaching you the techniques to become healthy. HeartMath has this phrase of coherence that they use and it's the space between breath and heart and how aligned these things actually are. So I think about this coherence of spirituality and physicality. How do you describe spirituality and physicality through a lens of primal hacking? Like, what does that look like? Because that's a very nuanced, even idea to conceptualize. Wow. That's a great question. So, I mean, you're a very spiritual man. You gave me a book yesterday. What was the title of the book? Everything in this book, nothing in this book is true, but exactly how things are. This is the ultimate duality we're experiencing at all times. <laughs> Absolutely. So everything around you uh, may not be true of what you experience, what you see, what you smell, what you feel. You have no idea if it's true and maybe none of it's true, but it is how things are. Yes. And so understanding these frameworks. So it's really looking at from a spiritual standpoint, we are all just energy beings, everything around us, the deeper you look. So I'm an engineer, I'm classically trained, but I do a lot of woo, right? Everything around you from a quantum biological level and a physics level is energy. It's all it is. You're not touching these things. Your atoms are repulsing each other and it feels like you're touching based on how our brain interprets it. So from a spirituality standpoint, think about this 
we go into the deep physics, we go into quantum biology, and we try to separate everything and break it down. And what we find is that every atom contains electrons, and every electron in that atom is entangled forever, connected forever, no matter how far away it moves. It's called quantum entanglement. When one thing happens to an electron on the other side of the universe from the electron it was entangled with, they feel it at the same exact instant. Every single atom on our Earth, in our body, on our planet, came from the sun originally and was entangled. That means every single one of us, every atom in us, every electron is entangled. We are all connected to everything from the rocks to each other to the trees. And that can be proven now at a quantum physics level. And from a spirituality standpoint, we are all one and we are all connected. And the fascinating part about this, I, I love where we are right now because think about the hundredth monkey effect. There was an island, there was a study done, I think it was 20 years ago or so, 50 monkeys on one side, 50 monkeys on the other. The monkeys on the right hemisphere were doing the coconut washing. They were washing all the sand off the coconuts. Without any communication at all, the other monkeys started doing the exact same thing. And this quantum entanglement is the same thing that happens when I'm thinking about a family or a friend and they text me. And we, we've all had this moment where like, you're thinking about someone, you're sending them love or energy, and then bam, they connect with you. And we might get on the phone and say, wow, I was just thinking about you. And people, this happens all the time. So quantum, scientifically, spirituality, it's the same damn thing. It's all interconnected. The deeper that you go into the science, the more science and physics and quantum biology you study, the more spirituality comes out of that. Yes. They are all entangled. And what we try to do years ago is separate them and make them two different hemispheres of, of learning. Why do you think we did this? Where did that separation actually come from? That came from originally the church wanted to separate out science from godliness. And in my opinion, it was a system of controlling the population more easily. And that has permeated science ever since. But if you look at the most scientists that have gone the deepest, they all come back to more of a spiritual mindset. Because as you look deep, deep into nature, you cannot deny the spiritual mindset and the connectedness of everything. Yeah. And whether it's Albert Einstein or anyone else who was woke way, bef way before this conversation would ever even occur, way before you and I were even born, <laughs> there are these universal truths that we all share. Everyone knows what it feels like to be loved, to love themselves. And I want to direct it back to that initial question, the lens of primal hacking, self-love, spirituality. If you could put it into a sentence or two, what does it actually mean to you? you know, what, does that, what does that feel like in your body? How can you express that? Yeah, absolutely. So it is really all about what we talked about before, not waiting till you're sick to get healthy. Yeah. If you love yourself enough, you're going to understand that you are connected to everything on this planet and you're going to connect yourself consciously to those things and express those things through you, your actions and your words and what you put out. And the more you get into the primal and ancestral and the more high tech stuff we look at, the more we need to realize who we are and put that energy out there because microwave radiation is just wireless frequencies and we can say that it harms us. Well, what if that was the most biologically adaptive frequency that we are able to change through our connection, our entanglement, our thoughts, and our actions mm. to be positive? Microwave radiation just might be something that can heal you instead of thinking about it in a harmful way, but you can only do this if you are connected, centered, looking at the ancestral and looking at the modern and integrating those two things to live in this modern world, but in a way that you show up from your true self and really deeply connect with others. Damn, I love talking to you. This is so fun, man. Tell people where they can go for Primal Hacker. And um, when's the retreat? So we have one retreat coming up the very first weekend in August, the second, third, and fourth in Boston. And we have our next fire and ice retreat where we're going to teach you about red light saunas and cold adaptation, including a lake plunge in northern Minnesota. How cold in the is winter. the lake? Well, it is 30 degrees, 32 degrees. It's exactly the level of ice freezing. <laughs> so there's probably breathing techniques that you teach as well. So we had Todd Shipman out last year to teach the Wim Hof technique. Uh, yes. You do not need to learn the breathing techniques to do it. There are other techniques we will show you from a mental aspect or you can use the breathing technique. So we show you the whole cadre of ways to be comfortable in a cold environment. Yep. And by the end, everyone was getting in the lake because they were way more comfortable. People that thought they would never even try it got in. Wow. 
You're so, building really big resilience mentally here. That is very much part it's of it, but it's not it. necessarily about resilience in the way you think. It's about relaxing and accepting versus bracing yourself against the cold. Which is and where the that's what we like from. to teach. Mm. So that retreat, Fire and Ice, is the last weekend of February in 2020. We already have 50 to 60% of the spots filled. There are very few spots left, but you just go to thepointretreats.com to sign up for that. Otherwise, all of my stuff is on primalhacker.com and on all social channels at Primal Hacker. Yes, and follow this man because you guys, if, if you're not here in person, people listening, watching, we have literally 100 pages of research here. There's incredible resources in the show notes. I asked you over a year ago, actually two years ago at Bulletproof, I said, what is wellness to you? And you had a really unique answer, but as a father, as a biohacker, as somebody who's leading this conversation from a conscious place about 5G and just about living our life well, what is wellness to you now? Like, how would you define wellness? Wow. I don't even know what my answer was before. And I have changed so much in two years as most humans do. Beautiful. And We're always evolving. And so now yeah. it really is about not being so caught up in the external, but allowing and relaxing. So to me, wellness is way more about relaxing and allowing things to unfold as they unfold and being along for the ride. And the more you try to swim upstream, the harder your life is going to be. And the more you can relax, make those very personal and deep connections and not be so scattered, the better off you're going to be. That is Owen. Thank you for coming on the show. I love you, brother. Thank you, man. Thanks, we are Josh. going to be talking about this at wellnessforce.com forward slash group, as well as all over social. Make sure you tag Thaddeus and Primal Hacker on Instagram and make sure you give him a hashtag L-O-V-E. That's love. That's what we're doing here. Thaddeus, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, brother. Hey, my friend. Thank you for hanging out and growing with me today. Everything you learn on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 200 world-class guests and counting, we've distilled the gems, the best of the best science-backed practices down into a 21-minute morning system guaranteed to increase the positive flow in your day. Get this free and powerful 21-minute life-changing system over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. If you enjoyed this episode, tap your phone, share it with someone you care about because that is how we all get better together. Supporting the show is easy. Leave us a five-star review right now from your phone. It helps us reach other smart and conscious people like you. Either tap your phone and hit the link in purple that says review this podcast or go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. And this show doesn't stop here. We're continuing the discovering process in our private Facebook group. You can be a part of it. All you have to do is go to wellnessforce.com forward slash group and I'll welcome you at the door. Okay, now you get to go out into your world and live your life well. So until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness 